Hello and thank you for joining us on It Is Written Canada. You may have heard of the Welsh actor, director, producer, composer, and painter, Sir Anthony Hopkins, recipient of the most excellent order of the British Empire, an Academy Award, two Emmys, and the Cecil B. DeMille Award, a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and who was also knighted by Queen Elizabeth II. After accomplishing these and countless other achievements, the acclaimed actor Sir Anthony Hopkins admitted, You know, I meet young people and they want to be famous and I tell them when you get to the top of the tree, there's nothing up there. Most of this is nonsense. Most of this is a lie. Sir Anthony Hopkins, one of the most well-known actors of our time, was once a confessed atheist for many years until his outlook changed when a woman at an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting challenged his disbelief with one simple question. Why don't you just trust in God? No matter how successful Sir Anthony Hopkins was, for years he battled with alcoholism. His drinking started innocently. He drank because that was what you do in theatre. You drink. But as is the case far too often, the social pastime of drinking soon took over his life and spiralled out of control. He admitted, I was hell-bent on destruction. It was like being possessed by a demon, an addiction, and I couldn't stop. And there are millions of people around like that. I could not stop. But I just asked for a little bit of help and suddenly, pow, it was like bingo. Miraculously, Anthony Hopkins says when he chose to trust in God and ask for help, the craving to drink was taken away from him, never to return again. And he's believed in God ever since, working day after day, year after year, to grow his faith. When asked in a CNN interview with Piers Morgan if he believed in God, former atheist Anthony Hopkins answered wholeheartedly, Yes, I do. I do. Our heart is restless until it finds its rest in God. And this is not only true for celebrated actors like Anthony Hopkins, who asked God for help, but it is also true for people like you and me. The Bible assures you that the Lord is near to those who have a broken heart, and He saves those whose spirits are crushed. Today on It Is Written Canada, you will meet Greg and Jill Sangster, whose family life and personal lives were devastated in every possible way. They faced physical, psychological and financial ruin. Yet a God who was far more compassionate than they knew, pursued them and rescued them and healed their crushed spirits. In a moment, you will hear their story.
Welcome again to It Is Written Canada. Thank you for joining us here in Fort Saskatchewan, Alberta, where we are meeting with Greg and Jill Sangster, whose family some time ago faced a tragedy when Greg was badly injured in a motor vehicle accident, which left him in need of reconstructive work on his body and substantial emotional and psychological healing, as well as a mountain of legal issues. Yet God showed up in a miraculous way, and we will let them tell you their story. Greg and Joel, welcome to It Is Written Canada. Thanks for having us here. We're glad to be here. So Joel, I'm going to start with you. Take us back and tell us what your home life was like, because this is a critical part of your story. Growing up for me was very scary. I grew up in a very violent home, a lot of hostility. Um, outbursts of rage daily and, and abuse of every, uh, abuse of every kind, um, very severe, and so it was a very scary place. And uh, I didn't have a strong connection with my parents. It was mostly fear. Um, I just knew that someday I needed to move on and get into uh, try try to make a life for myself. And um, we did not have um, Bible study in our home or prayer. Uh, our family did profess to be Christian. However, it was, it was not a Christian example that was set for us. It was, it was uh, quite contrary to that, in fact. And, but we did attend a lot of different churches. We attended many different denominations and, and um, different ones for segments of time. I attended um, Catholic schools, so I ended up taking the Roman Catechism and those sorts of things. So I was taught many what many different churches teach, but I never really sat down. We never sat down as a family and had family devotion time, and I, so I didn't really learn what the Bible itself uh, actually teaches. Um, I was, however, exposed to the Gospel at some point um, to know that uh, salvation is found in Jesus Christ. And I understood that I needed to be baptized as a believer. And in my teen years, I, I did that. But I really didn't understand fully what that meant, what it meant to really follow Jesus. I sort of thought, okay, I've arrived, I've done that, check. And, and I didn't really know what it meant to have a relationship with him. So then as I moved into my adult years, I left Jesus on the shelf. And uh, then uh, went pursuing that good life I was hoping for. And it led to a lot of very dangerous relationships, very abusive relationships, more scare, more fear, more, um, you know, a lot of, of destructive living. And uh, eventually marriage and then that after quite a number of years that, came apart and unraveled, and with all of those letdowns throughout all the years, you know, this, this marriage and then it, divorce, that was supposed to be the good life that I was supposed to be attaining for myself. And now with that falling apart, I was at a, a, a time of crisis and despair in my life. And so I became suicidal, and because all my hopes and dreams had failed. And I've 
had come to think that you can't find the good life here. You can't trust people, you can't trust life, you can't trust anything in this world. And I was at a loss. And when you don't have hope, you really don't have anything at all. And so what was the turning point? When did you change direction? Well, eventually, you know, I, I uh, somehow, um, well, I had gone through uh, a lot of um, secular counseling, um, psychology and that sort of thing, which really was to no avail. It did not help me. I uh, you know, tried all the medications and I tried all the therapies and those really just led to idolatry. Um, eventually, I just tried living it up and pursuing fun and happiness with friends and pursuing every everything that I could in this world to try to find peace and joy and you know, friendships and, and whatever else. In that time, uh, I came to know Greg and, and we eventually were married and we, so we were pursuing the good life and we, were, we thought we were having a lot of fun, but really inwardly there was still uh, a strong, um, it, wasn't, it wasn't hitting the mark, there was still something strongly missing, even though we thought we were having a lot of fun. Um, what changed for me is uh, after we were married and I became pregnant with our daughter and something which I now know is God's Holy Spirit was telling me, you need to teach this child truth. And I knew that I needed to pursue the Word of God, I needed to study the Word of God, I needed to pursue Jesus and teach her. So Jill, what happened to cause you to go deeper with God? When I was uh, pregnant, as I had said, I knew that I had to teach this child truth. So I had started attending church and I started going on a regular basis. I was taking in everything that they were teaching, but I wasn't really taking the time to study the Word of God for myself. You know, you're a busy mom and life gets in the way and there's always some interruption that keeps you from doing those things even though you're well-intended. And um, so it was still always there in the back of my mind and I, it wasn't until uh, a dreadful time when uh, Greg was in a, a horrible car collision or vehicle collision and uh, people lost their lives and it was, um, it was devastating and we really needed answers. We really needed to understand how God could allow these things to happen, if God even exists. You know, the, I, I, at that point, was recognizing that God exists, but how could He allow this to happen? And so we desperately needed answers. And I started to delve prayerfully and seriously into the Bible. And I started to study what God has to tell us. And um, as I was doing that, I started to realize that everything I was being taught, actually everything I had been taught throughout the years, through all my growing up years in all the different denominations, there were very large conflicts between what all these churches were teaching and what the Bible actually teaches. Mm. And that can cause a lot of conflict. You know, you, you're looking at these truths and you're thinking either my church is wrong and the Bible is right, or that 
the Bible is wrong and my church is right. Like, how do you solve that mystery? Well, it's true. It, it created a lot of conflict, more between what I was discovering and trying to express to people around me and people in the church and, and even going to the pastor uh, to, to discuss these things. But ultimately, I knew that the Word of God was accurate because I could see that prophecy after prophecy had fulfilled in great detail. And the Word of God is sure. There's just no question about it. Everything in the world is exactly as He said it was going to be. So I knew that the Word had to be absolutely the truth. So you were seeing also, I guess, Greg, you were looking at this and saying, well, why aren't we getting our, our young baby uh, baptized, you know? And, and you're saying, no, she needs to be baptized when she has the age of accountability. Exactly. How did you figure that out, Greg? I, it, was, uh, it was hard because I, I was brought up that uh, the baby gets baptized uh, at birth. And um, she was very strong that, no, that's not what the Bible teaches. And I was like, that's what our family does. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was strainless. It put a strain on our relationship at that time. Um, I wanted to get Hannah baptized at that point in time. And she was telling me that I was, it's wrong. And um, it was just strenuous. It, it caused a stress in the house. Because she's learning all these profound things in the Bible and you're like, Jill's gone off her rocker, right? This doesn't make sense. Like nothing makes, you know, for you it didn't make sense, right? And like, like you said, yeah. that caused tension. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of the stuff, did, like I, I didn't have much interest in it and uh, every day I would come home and there'd be, I'd get <laughs> bombarded with, uh, <laughs> with something else that I didn't, want to hear at the time and uh, it was it, it was hard and it, it was frustrating too because it, it just uh, <laughs> everything that she was telling me was different from what I've heard from other people so it uh, it was very strenuous yeah. and I was so excited to share it with him because I had come to discover so much joy and peace in the hope that we have in the return of Jesus Christ and how he can help us and give us strength to, to, until we reach that day. And so I was just so excited to share with him all these profound truths of the Bible and to, to learn how there's no contradiction in the Bible. Once you understand these things as they actually are taught in the Bible, there's no contradiction. So I could just couldn't keep my mouth closed. I just had to share this with him. <laughs> so here, Greg, you were going through some trauma as well because you had this serious accident and now she's excited about what she's finding in the Bible and you're on a totally different wavelength than she is and before we go into that, it's really about where you were at that stage for you and that was you were trusting and obeying the Lord, you know, and we're going to listen to a song by um, Talia and James and it is Trust and Obey.
So Greg, Jill has now found this newfound faith and she's so excited about it. But you, on the other hand, are going down a totally different path. Yeah, I was, uh, I was going down a different path. Uh, I was dealing with a lot of stress from uh, legal consequences of the accident that I had. Um, dealing with what had happened in, in the accident. Um, I had a lot of anger uh, towards God. Um, to, to know that he, I blamed him. Uh, to, he was the one that let this happen. And why would this happen if, if you're there? So, yeah, and I covered that anger with a lot of alcohol and drinking. And uh, it was really affecting our relationship together. Um, here Jill was, uh, she was all excited about things and um, I was going in a different direction with the alcohol and um, fighting my own demons on, on, on a different, uh, different direction. So um, I ended up going into the hospital there countless amount of times uh, for alcohol withdrawal. Uh, I had seizures uh, from from the withdrawal, from cold uh, cold turkey, stopping drinking, um, uh, and continually to trying to do this myself. Um, Jill, during this time, also had taken me to a John Bradshaw meeting that. I was drinking and didn't really take anything in. Um, I mean, there were seed, seeds being sown there or planted, but um, that wouldn't take root till further in my life. Um, so I was dealing with the, the addiction and trying to solve it myself, but I wasn't able to. Um, I ended up going into uh, an addiction recovery uh, home for, it was a month or so. And there I, I started studying the Bible, um, reading, reading Job while I was there. And just uh, reading what Job had, had gone through and the faith that he had, um, it really resonated with me. So, um, but it wasn't till my final seizure that I looked to God, like, there's, please help, I, I cannot do this. So, um, through the power of Christ, uh, he took that took that from him. 
Was there a time when you were studying the Bible as well, but other people were helping you? Uh, yes, Pastor Daryl and Adam Biley, um, they were both studying the Bible with me, uh, which really helped um, answering questions and uh, just through the Bible studies themselves. It, it's that anger that I had towards God started to, to fade. Um, and my relationship with him uh, began to grow. So now I look at my experience that, that I had. Um, if I didn't have that, that uh, traumatic experience, one, I'd still be drinking. Two, I'd probably be dead. And three, I wouldn't, wouldn't have the relationship, <coughs> sorry, <laughs> the relationship that I have with God now. And I wouldn't have my wife <laughs> or my daughter. We weren't going anywhere, but we were so disconnected that, you know, the, the relationship really was in shambles, but that's all changed. Yeah. God has changed that for us. So God took away the cravings? Like, did you ever have cravings again after, um, you know, he, you asked him to come into your life and... No, I haven't had any cravings really. Um, there's been the odd one, but it's, it's a, a thought now. It, it's not a nagging thing that keeps dragging me down. Um, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. And where, what was the place for uh, Hannah in all of this, your daughter? Oh, she played a big part in it. Um, she, she was begging me to go to Bible studies. Uh, she'd leave little notes around the house with Bible verses um, on drinking. Um, and she was pleading with me. She wanted her dad back. Because the man that was there wasn't her dad. And the two of you had a beautiful experience. You were baptized together? Uh, no, that was that Jill was and Hannah. Oh, Jill when and she Hannah. was eight. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. But tell us about your baptism. I was baptized at a camp meeting. Um, my father was there, uh, and friends from the church, and uh, I was baptized, baptized uh, in a pool at camp meeting. So much has changed, so tell us about your home life right now. It's a lot better. <laughs> it's, it's wonderful. We. For one, we're connected on the most important issue of life, and mm -hmm. that is, you know, our relationship with God. And we actually, as a family, worship together, pray together, study the Word of God together. And there, all that tension about that is gone because now we are all eagerly and willingly and joyfully um, opening the Word together to study and, and seek what God has to say for, to us. And um, but the peace and the contentment and the 
the struggle. You know, it, it doesn't mean that all of our struggles in life are gone. No. By far, we still have a lot that, you know, is, is, is needing to be worked through. And yet, we have peace and contentment and we're on the same level with all of it. We're both not going, everyone in the house isn't going in different directions. We're, we're together as a team, yeah, and going in the same direction. That's wonderful. It's so good when, as a family, you all have that same hope for the return of Jesus. And, and to walk with him daily. Well, unfortunately, we have come to the end of our program. So, Joel, before we go, I wonder if you could please pray for us. Certainly, I'd love to. Our gracious and loving Heavenly Father, we thank you for what you've done, and we, we thank you now for what you're continuing to do and for the hope and the joy that we have in the soon return of Jesus. May this interview reach the hearts of those who need to hear it, Father, that, that others will find that joy and peace and hope and the healing that we have found. And we pray this all in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Jill and Greg, thank you so much for being so open and sharing your journey with us on It Is Written Canada today. Thank you for having us. Friends, freedom of choice is one of the most precious gifts God has entrusted to us. Unfortunately, we often make poor choices, which may lead to destructive habits that enslave us, damage our health, and even ruin our lives. Friends, our free offer for you is this Special Steps to Christ Recovery Edition. This powerful book includes a 12-step recovery program, empowering you to overcome harmful habits and addictions. Above all, you will come to know Jesus Christ, the only one who can heal and restore, strengthen and encourage, as well as bring true balance and meaning to your life. He loves you, desires to set you free from addictions and to give you a future filled with peace and happiness. Friends, we want you to experience the truth that is found in the words of Jesus when he said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to watch a video of this podcast, please visit iiw.ca or you can go to our IIW Canada YouTube channel and click on the videos tab. Once again, thank you so much for listening.